Before we start, Strange Circle is a narrative podcast, best listened to in sequential order. So if this is your first time, why not go back to episode one? Enjoy the show. Derek Dunning's Hour of the Dead. Welcome, all you lovely people. Be you a seeker of the supernatural or a purveyor of the paranormal? This is the show that examines all aspects of the mysterious and the unknown. Yes, this is the Hour of the Dead. I'm Derek Dunning. Our topic this week is phone calls from the dead. Please ring in if you have a story. Maybe it was a message from a deceased relative or loved one. Maybe something more sinister. We would love to hear from you. Our email is hourofthedead at gmail.com or you can call on 0161 818 8556. Normal rates apply. I'm going to start things off by playing you a message left on our voicemail by a listener called Vicky. Take a listen. Hi, Derek. I want to let you know that I have had one of those calls from beyond the grave. My mother had been fighting cancer for months, and in February she passed on. The whole family was by her hospital bed when she went, but I had had a car accident on the way to the hospital. I was unconscious when she died, and when I came round, I was so upset I hadn't had a chance to say how much I loved her and say goodbye. About a week later, I was in my house when my mobile phone rang. The caller ID said, Mum, and I was so scared, but I managed to answer it. It was her. She just said, Goodbye, Vicky, I love you. And I said the same. And then she was gone. Okay. That's it, Derek. Love your show. Bye. A very moving story there. And we need to say thanks for Vicky for leaving that on our voicemail. There are many anecdotes like it out there. But then we have the more sinister, the more troubling phone calls. Charlie from Cambridge wrote us an email with a story that truly made me shiver. He writes, Hi there, Derek. I wanted to let you know about something that happened to my brother Paul when he was 17. He and his friends had gone to a farmhouse owned by one of their families. They were in the middle of nowhere, and this was in 1987, before mobile phones. There was one old rotary phone, a black thing with a little pull-out drawer at the bottom where you could write down phone numbers. At about 11pm, the phone rang and my brother answered it. He said it was a boy's voice that said, Is Frankie there? No one there was called Frankie. Paul told him as much, but he kept repeating, Is Frankie there? Paul told me that the voice was unnerving. 
just before Paul was about to hang up, the boy said, Tell him I'm coming round to play. And then the line went dead. As you can imagine, this freaked everyone out, but there was nowhere else to sleep for the night. They settled in eventually, but at 3am they were woken up by a tapping sound. It was like someone was tapping on the windows. It moved all around the house, tapping on each window in turn. And then it just stopped. Anyway, they never did find out what it was, but they were all shook up about it, and no one knew who this Frankie might have been. That's all. Hope you like it. Charlie. Well, I did like it, Charlie. <laughs> that sent a real shiver down my spine when I first read it. We would love you to ring in now if you've had any similar occurrences to do with ghosts and telephones. And we will be right back. incident like the one that happened to you, we make a point of speaking to everyone involved, just to be sure that any trauma is dealt with in the right way. I'm not sure I have any trauma. That's okay. I just want you to relax to begin with. Sit back in the chair feet firmly on the ground. Rest your hands lightly in your lap. That's right. Okay, close your eyes for me, Ian. I want you to focus on your breathing and just take one deep breath in and out. In and out. And slowly come back to normal and open your eyes. Okay, good. Can you tell me how you feel about the incident? Cheated, appalled. Tell me what you're angry about, Ian. Well, by all accounts, it was D.S. James who let him out of the cell. There was no reason for him to do that. However ludicrous it sounds, 
it looks like they were in cahoots. In which case, he got what he deserved. B.S. James, me? Yes, but, but I can't believe it. Especially not him. He was so straight-laced and by the book. And if they weren't working together, what then? Then the bastard has got away. God knows how. And after doing that, no one deserves that. Not even if he was dirty. Okay. You first into the conference room, is that right, Ian? Yes. Can you describe to me what you saw? Take a deep breath. Can you go on? Yes, I can fucking continue. Is this what you want to know? That I found him there, on his back, with his chest and stomach split wide open? That the carpet around him was soaked in his blood? That there were sticks coming out of him, like they were paintbrushes in a pot of water? I know what was on that canvas. You could smell it, even though the smell coming from James's innards. The wanker used Jamesy as paint to finish off his fucking canvas. Okay, deep breath, Ian. Try to relax. In and then out. <coughs> Sorry. I guess this is why I'm here. So I don't blow up out there. Something like that. But it's perfectly fine to say whatever you want. However you want in here. Thanks. Can I ask a question? Sure. What is it? Why did you say that balls finished off his canvas. Well, I saw it. I mean, we all saw the canvas when it was brought into the conference room. Even though it stank to high heaven, the boss wanted it there after it had been processed. It's a strange fucking thing. Like a picture of another world. What does it show? I haven't seen it yet. There are these tall things in the distance that look as though they're buildings, but there are no windows or anything like that. They tower over everything. There are trees and a landscape. But the first time I saw it, that was it. A plain, mostly empty place. Now, there's a figure. 
figure of a man walking away from you towards those buildings. It's okay, Ian. Tell me. You have to let these things out. Sorry, I didn't hear you. I think it's him. I think that figure is Bowles. Welcome back! Now, I think Barry has some callers lined up. Uh, who do we have, Barry? Oh, uh, Josh is on line one, and he has a story about his father. Hi there, Josh. You are on the air. <laughs> Whoa there! Oh, I have to apologise for that bad language. Prank calls are the bane of the phone-in show. Barry, you let one through. You've spoilt your perfect record. Oh, sorry, Barry. His story seems genuine. That's okay. No harm done. I know that our lovely listeners will forgive us for those naughty words. Who's next, dare I ask? Who is Chloe from London? Hi there, Chloe. Hello, Derek. Am I on the radio? Yes, you're on the air. Uh, hi there, Derek. What bone-chilling tale do you have to tell us this evening? Well, look, I'm known for being a bit of a stitcher around the office. I'm a Virgo. I don't hold with office pranks and the like. And I know some of the people that work for me think I'm a bit of a B-word because of it. I am sure that is not true, Chloe. Well, that's kind, Derek. So look, I was at my desk last Monday morning, first one there as per usual, and my office phone rang. I let it go to voicemail as I was in the middle of a particularly complex appraisal report. When I play the voicemail back, there is a man's voice counting upwards. It starts at 1, and when he reaches the number 13, there's a short pause, and someone whispers my name. Wow, that sounds incredibly creepy. Well, it was, actually. But I don't normally go in for such things. I was convinced it was one of the morons I work with having a laugh at my expense. And then it happened again at home in the evening. Only this time, it only counted to 12. And this time, it didn't say Chloe. It said my real name. Your real name? Oh, okay. I use Chloe it sounds, well, more sophisticated. No one, and I mean absolutely no one in the office, or even my close friends, knows my real name. And that's what makes you think it's supernatural? Of course! Well, oh, maybe, I don't know. It's got to eight so far. 
8. The countdown. This morning it called me and it counted to 8 before whispering my name. My goodness. This is still going on? Are you scared? Well, yes. Maybe a little bit. I'm not sure what else I can do. Actually, I was hoping you could put me in touch with Hilly Sanderson. Uh, Hilly? Yes, Hilly. Your medium friend. You want her to help you figure this phone thing out? I'm not sure where else to turn. I'm really hoping she can help. Um, okay. Hold on one second, Chloe. Listeners, we're going to a break. Please join us afterwards for some more ghostly goings-on. This is Al Ashworth, creator of the Strange Circle podcast. Additional voice acting this episode by N. Dowell. The end music is Falling Suddenly by Siobhan Decay, featuring Zuri. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and invite you to visit the Strange Circle website for more facts, stories and clues. And if you're feeling generous, please sponsor me on Patreon. This podcast is a labour of love, and any help you can give is gratefully received. You can find all the information at pod.strangecircle.org. That's pod.strangecircle.org. Thanks for listening.